0: Praise God for the joy of a brand new day. I believe that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I trust the Lord that this is going to be a
1: beautiful
0: morning, a beautiful day, a beautiful week for us all. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Getting the anointing is less of a challenging Getting the anointing is less of a challenge than keeping and sustaining the anointing. Saul got the anointing for free, almost for free, but he could not sustain and keep the anointing. Therefore, God rejected him and replaced him. Some saying was anointed from the womb. He did not need to even pray, fast, attend any conference, any seminar, or sow any seed to get the anointing. He did not labor as such to get the anointing, but unfortunately, unfortunately, he could not maintain, sustain, or keep the anointing. Now we understand that the efficacy of our covenant with God sustains and keeps. Now we understand that the efficacy of our covenant with God sustains and powers the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power in our lives. Samson had a powerful covenant with God And his covenant with God was already established even before he was born. But the covenant with himself, the covenant with his eyes, the covenant with his body, which would have powered and sustained his covenant with God, was weak. So weak that Delilah could annul it, could destroy it, could break that covenant. One of the other ways by which a person can sustain the anointing or the presence of God upon his or her life is by understanding and sticking, staying connected and committed to divine instructions. Understanding and staying connected, committed and dedicated to divine instructions. Instructions. Do you know why the anointing is followed, always f- followed, by very strict divine instructions? Do you know? Because every anointing is for a purpose. Yes. And the anointing loses its meaning when it no longer serves its purpose. Samson was anointed... To deliver God's people from the hands of the Philistines. And that anointing came with very strict divine instructions and warnings. Yes. So God begins to look for a suitable replacement. As soon as the anointing on a man's life is no longer used to fulfill his original intent. For many people. The anointing meant to win souls for Christ have been converted and misused to raise money. The anointing has lost its purpose. For others, the anointing meant to heal the sick and raise the dead has been perverted and used to organize political prayer breakfast meetings in different government houses Oh, the anointing has been perverted. The anointing that was released by God for men to raise disciples has now been diverted to raise millionaires. Oh no, the anointing has been perverted. It is the perversion of the anointing when it is used to fulfill a personal agenda, a personal desire to gratify that the desires of the flesh are the expens of divine mandate. Of such breed is Simon the sorcerer in the book of Acts chapter 8 verse 18 to 21. The Bible tells us that, And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, he offered them money saying give me also this power that on whomsoever i lay hands he may receive the holy ghost but peter said unto him thy money perish with thee because thou hast taught that the gift of god may be purchased with money that the gift of god may be purchased with money oh yes What do you expect from an ex-sorcerer? What do you expect from a man that was possessed with demons? He did not know any better. That was how it worked in his world. Oh, yes. Underlying the spirit of sorcery is greed, gain, and profit. In other words, the spirit of sorcery is, is, is powered. Is, 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 is empowered by greed, by gain and profit. So it's a satanic system, a satanic system where everything must be purchased. So please note that to attach gain and profit to the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power is to operate at the realm of sorcery and satanic manipulation and witchcraft and witchcraft. Simon offered money for the anointing, but Simon Peter, a man who understood the divine instructions that came along with the anointing, rebuked and resisted him vehemently. Peter knew, Simon Peter knew that the anointing was not for sale. He had never seen Jesus, his master, demand for money to get the anointing from anyone or to give the anointing, to ration the anointing, to distribute the anointing, to impart the anointing to anyone. Dearly beloved, the anointing is meant to serve a purpose. The anointing is released so that you can fulfill a specific task, a specific task, an assignment and it could be in your world in your ministry it could be in your political system it could be in your office it could be in your neighborhood wherever in the hospital where you actually work as a doctor as a nurse as a technician whatever it could be in that hotel where you walk as, as, as a front desk it could be in the plane it could be in the university there is an anointing released upon your life for a purpose It could be in your garage, in your business center, in your shop, wherever, wherever, wherever you may be. The anointing of God has been released upon you for a specific assignment. People are often motivated to pray endlessly for the impartation of the anointing. We cry, we wail, and we wait to be anointed and appointed. But unfortunately, we are not patient enough to listen, to listen, to understand the divine instructions, the divine instructions that comes along with the anointed. As a result, we miss the divine purpose of God. And in no time, many, many have derailed, perverting the anointing, and using the anointing to satisfy their own desires. When the angel of the Lord visited the mother of Samson, Manoah, the father, returned to the Lord in prayers to make certain specific requests. Judges chapter 13 verse 8 tells us that then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, "Oh my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us. And pay attention, teach us, teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born." And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Don't just be in a hurry to receive an impartation without understanding why God is releasing that anointing, that impartation upon your life. Oh yes? Manuah asked the Lord to send the angel again so that the instructions that would guide the life of his anointed son could be revealed. And God responded. God responded to his prayer. See, what are the divine instructions guiding the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power in your life today? What are they? What is this anointing upon your life meant for? Yes, you are anointed, no doubt. Yes, the hand of the Lord is upon you, no doubt. But what is the essence? What is the purpose? What is the reason for this anointing? To Jeremiah, the Lord said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations before you were formed i ordained you as a prophet to the nations so it was not his lot it was not part of his assignment to gather crowds no it was not it was not part of his assignment to organize conferences or seminars no it was not he was anointed and appointed as a prophet to the nations not as a president of a country or a spiritual political advisor no not as an apostolic evangelist teacher but as a prophet unto nations his role required intense boldness and courage he was anointed yes to speak the mind of god and not to mix water with wine oh no he was anointed and appointed to speak the absolute truth of god's word oh yes he was ordained to perform divine assignments that required heaven's intervention jeremiah 1 10 says see god speaking to jeremiah i have set thee this day I have set thee, this day, over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build, to build and to plant. Can you see that? He was not anointed to pamper, to treat, to massage or to scratch the itching ears of the people. Oh no! Jeremiah was set over the nations and over the kingdoms not to be a political observer or a spiritual advisor to the president. He was anointed to root out, to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. It was very clear. He was not appointed. To engage and be debating with people and be and be campaigning and be act, doing activism is beautiful. These are wonderful. If you understand that you are anointed to be an activist, go for it. If you understand that you are anointed to be debating and engaging people, go for it. But if you understand that you are anointed to be a prophet, please. Don't go for a breakfast meeting. Go unless the Lord is sending you to declare the word of God. Those days when the sea, prophets of God, men quiver, kings shake. Why? They understood the purpose of the anointing of God upon their lives. And when they appear, men will begin to ask them, met thou peaceably unto us. People become scared. Because you don't just see the prophet of God anyhow. Unless they are sent by God. They understood. They understood the purpose of the anointing. Dearly beloved. What are you anointed to do? What are you anointed to plant and build? What are you called to pull down and root out? If you do not understand the purpose of the anointing of God upon your life, you will certainly pervert and waste it. You will pervert it. Dearly beloved, it's time to entreat the Lord to teach and instruct you on what he wants you to do. It's time. It's time to... Stop crying out for the anointing only. Ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do with this anointing? Paul the Apostle was very successful in life and ministry because he would not leave the place of his encounter with Jesus on the way to Damascus without knowing exactly, precisely what Jesus wanted him to do. In his response to the master, in Acts chapter 9, verse 5 to 6, Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Once the identity of the one he was dealing with became clear to him, once Paul understood and knew who he was talking to, then he asked, he asked in verse 6, he asked what will sustain the anointing. And in verse 6, the Bible says, And he, Paul, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what." Thou must, not me, what thou must do. What thou must do. Friends, what is heaven saying that you must do? Not the things you want to do. Not the things you enjoy to do. The anointing is not meant to to perpetrate your desires. The anointing is not meant to do what you enjoy to do. The anointing is not meant for you to do what you love, how you love it, when you love it. The anointing is meant to do what God wants you to do. So my question to you this morning, dearly beloved, what is the Of the anointing of God Upon your life What are the divine instructions That came along With the impartation Of the anointing What are the things you are expected to do And the things you are not expected To do anymore That is a million dollar question That you need to ask yourself You are not just anointed for nothing You are anointed for something Something unique Something special in your own word, regardless of what you are doing. There is an anointing of God upon your life, and you will you will you will excel, you will do well, you will do exceedingly well when you understand the purpose of this anointing and stay committed to it. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, give you an inheritance among them. That are sanctified. Amen and amen.